You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Monday. Is it gonna be a better year? I mean, we got off to a rough start for sure. Oh, we got yeah. off to a rough start. <laughs> that's um, an understatement of the year, and it's just happened. That's true. That's true. Although it does feel like this year has already been way longer than it has. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's just our mo now to drag out every January, February, March to where it feels like you've lived ten years in that little bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure the world is aware. Yeah. Insurrection. <sighs> Almost. A coup. A coup. Whatever you want to call it. A sedition. Yeah. Sedition. I mean, we've got we've got traitors. Perf- yeah, we got words. You know. Um, it didn't happen. Nope. And good. Good. Yeah. But also. I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it you is know? very concerning, and it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Because what we're seeing here are people who have been uh, sitting on their laurels, and waiting for orders, and I have a feeling they don't know why. They're just following someone blindly for some idea that he may or may not be able to deliver, I say may not. I don't think he can deliver anything mm. because all he wants is love me, praise me, me am God. The center of attention, yeah. And as he long as he's... that that energy, that mm-hmm. adoration. And as long as he's getting it, he'll do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. continue to get it. And it doesn't matter what lies what uh, uh, little fibs he has to to throw out there to get them to follow him that blindly. Mm -hmm. But if they honestly believe that he would be able to give them what they wanted, and and that's even the more confusing thing. You say you want want America great. You You want to take America back. Back to what? We're, well, we're we not. Know. We're we not. We know what back to what. I know. And, like, I, and, and I get it. And I almost, I actually kind of feel bad for them in a way. Because like, think about it. Like to, 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 to fall in line with something like that. To have, to have that much feeling that you've been forgotten, not cared about, pissed on, whatever it is. To the point that. I don't like I said I don't even feel like it's a it's a movement if you will it's just kind of like an outrage at at at, at being forgotten and it's more 
just hating that other side so much that, you know what, if I'm going to get forgotten and my needs aren't going to get attended to, let's burn the whole thing down then instead. If I can't, you can't either, is what it feels like. But what I would ask anybody out there, and I really doubt we have any Trump supporters. Mm. And you know what? And that's another thing, too. Democrats, Republicans, Trump supporters. Yes. There's a whole different camp out there now, okay? There was a a very thin line that they were teetering, but Mm. after this... Yeah, Democrat, it's not Republican, at this no, point, Trumps. It, it's not. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot of respect for certain Republicans, uh, whether they be senators, governors, whatever, who have done the the right thing politically mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh, that I respect and admire. And this this is an entire like there was a right. line in the sand and you've crossed it at that point you're on his team trump's yeah, team i think That's his a whole team just hates thing. both yeah oh, honestly yeah. well you you see with and democrats he doesn't like either of them you could tell in the rhetoric and yeah absolutely i mean the fact that he goes and targets his own vp that's that's a whole another level of mm-hmm. just you've you've got to be kidding me mm-hmm. so i don't even know where i was going with this uh it's just <laughs> It's a mess. It's a mess. It's I, heartbreaking. It's- all, I, all I'm asking for for this for this year, for the following year, uh, the next four years, matter of fact, and and I guess even the first two, because we know the tide can change, mm-hmm. but maybe it'll still be for the better. I don't know. Right. We'll see. Um, all these people who have been on Trump's side, and maybe even if you were a Republican and you just voted Trump because. He's like, well, I'm not voting for the Democrat, whatever it may be. Just just give this a chance. Don't knock it until you tried it. You know what I'm saying? Because when Trump got into office, I didn't want it. No, I didn't either. But but trying to be, you know, decent about it, I was like, all right, I don't know. He could do great. I don't know. I've got to. I've got to wait and see. Right. And then four years later, he's trying to burn it to the ground. So I'm right. like, all right, like way worse than I even expected myself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so give this a chance. Just breathe it out. See what the first year is like. I am. I. I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, he won't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The one thing that will not happen is. The 25th Amendment is not going to be invoked on him because people think that Kamala Harris has tried to take over the White House because <laughs> she ain't never going to get elected any other way. That's yeah. not going to happen, okay? Yeah. And if it does, then, well, I... I mean, but think of it. Do you want to do this every four years? Or no, even two people? Like, I mean, do we really want it to be every single time? It's just this horrible scramble for a power grab. I mean, I know we've said it a lot lately where it's like... We've had one of the oldest democracies that's lasted. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to just throw it away now because we were able to manage to make it last so much longer than others have been able to before. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard a lot of people like, well, it was longer than most. Like, so? So that means we're supposed to just let it go now because, like, mm, I don't no. know. There's a. There's a lot of work we have to do to try to coexist and come together and actually speak to each other in a. 
in a civil manner. It's not even just, it's to the point where it's just civilly towards each other. I can still remember where you were allowed to have opposing views and you talked it out. You were still friends at the end of the day. It's like, it's just not the case anymore. No. We've all, all been bought into our own side too hard. Mm-hmm. Too hard. And we vilified the other to the point where we just can't even imagine they'd have any good thoughts, opinions, things to bring to the table. And uh, I, I'm not saying I have the answers. Well, I mean, we've got to coexist with each other. We have to. We're just going to keep tearing ourselves down. It's not going to be good splitting the country in half. And I mean, we basically are. We're looking at it now. I don't think it's a movement anymore. It's it's what it is now. Because when you look at that many who voted, that's no longer just like a small base or a movement. Like that's Mm. they're here. We have to try to coexist somehow together and, and figure out what made it continue to stay this way. Like where we thought we've made strides and then we've slapped some paint on it and made it look nice and shiny. And then under the surface, it was still the same old beast. But <clears throat> I think what would ha- what would help is if we had politicians not working in absolutes, uh, not slinging mud at the other side. If we have politicians who say, I disagree with my opponent, but. You know, what can I also, we do to make this for both? Right. Yeah. Like just, I, I see the validity in their argument and vice versa. You know, that's what we need, because if they if if the American people see the people in power playing nice with one another and getting along and saying, hey, I know this is what you think. This is what I think. What can we do to come to a to an agreement middle ground? Then all you're saying is if we can do it, you can do it. And then we can all get back to some form of normalcy. We, we I, do need some better examples. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, we, we've, we've allowed it to go on for far too long. Yeah. It's, I mean, it didn't, it didn't just start back in 2016 people. It, it oh was, no, 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 no. This has they been were, here a long time. Yeah. It, it's time. been dragging about, but Hey, uh, I know you didn't come here to talk about politics and, and I, I honestly have a lot to unpack here, but I am going to limit some of it because today we're going to we're going to play things a little loosey goosey. I don't really have anything. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of news. I picked a few things out that was you know good to go. But I mean, it's hard when you come back from a break to pick the things like, well, what was the biggest things? Then you tend to lean on the the new mm-hmm. stuff, and and you guys know it's yeah. been a weird life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just. It's all so, strange. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, because I wrote down a lot of things I wanted to talk about here. Um, so i tell you what. I'm going to, we'll save it for the end. Okay. Because there's no telling how long we could go on, and at least That's... that way I'd be cognizant of what we're talking about. Um, so, hey, what have you been playing while we've been What off? have I been playing? I actually wrote it down this time so I'd remember, because we've all learned my memory is garbage. <laughs> but uh, I did finish Cyberpunk. Oh, how did you manage that? (laughs) Uh, Well, I played on PC. So that was, I guess, the the one advantage that that we're having here. Um, So I I did finish it. Uh, I was able to, I guess, get three endings. Because once you start the end thing, it just seems like choices that you make after that could decide what ending you get. And some of the stuff that you have to do ahead of time for those to even unlock, like, as a choice to -hmm. pick. So, um there's like a secret ending that I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting. 
like, yeah, I finally did look it up. I was like, really? I thought I did. You know, I got up. And then um, once I saw what I had to do, I have to go back a little bit further than I felt like mm-hmm. since I just beat it. So we'll eventually maybe get around to doing that one or I'll just watch it. I don't know. Um, I played the Jessica FMV. Wow, that's dark. Okay. Touches on some pretty deep subjects, so I wasn't. Right. I, I knew it wasn't going to be like happy go lucky because I played the demo, but it went way darker than even I anticipated. But <laughs> so that one, there might be some trigger warnings for some people if you want to dive into that one. Just saying, it does deal with some heavy subjects. Um, and the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. Okay, did you ever I, play uh, the first one, Man? I Madonna? did. I did. Okay. So I. I was reading, because I tend to play the games, and then I'll kind of go see what people thought about it afterwards. Not that most people's opinions have ever really swayed, because, like, I'm kind of comfortable in what I know I like these days, and, you know. Uh, But it's curious to see how I line up, and it seemed like I have kind of the different opinion than most. Because a lot of people seem to like Man of Madon better, and I honestly think I liked the story in Little Hope better. Okay. I liked the the story better. I kind of liked the characters better. Um, I feel like they changed the way the mechanics worked a little bit, where now it was 100% point and click. Yeah. Unless I am not remembering properly, and, and you guys can let me know, because, I mean, I played it when it was new, but I felt like it was more keyboard and mouse for the QTE, and now everything was just 100% mouse, which wasn't a problem for me. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting that they you know, made that adjustment. Um, Yeah, I thought the story was more fun. I thought it was a little bit more tense. I thought it had a little bit more kind of funny little moments between them. And maybe because it was one of the first times I actually, first try, got everyone out alive. Nice. Unexpectedly. One choice pissed me off so bad. Ah, I, I don't because it might be a spoiler, but oh, my God, I thought I was doing everything so right. Everything so right. And then when you realize what's happening and, and, and then it clicks with what moment would have changed it, you go. Because ah. oh! it was so <laughs> far ago, you know, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I was just like, damn it. I almost made it through with everybody up until this one point on a second playthrough. You know what I mean? So um, that's when it clicked. But I liked it better. I liked it better. Okay. It was more of a ghost story. These people were on a bus going down to this dark town. They had to get veered through Little Hope because, you know, something was going on on the road. And uh, it crashes, and they're, like, stuck in this I, dimension. I don't know what you would call it because there's, like, this fog that would come around, and they would walk towards it, and they'd get kind of stuck in this area. Like, you'd go this way to the street, but then end up coming back up the way you came. So it was like you were stuck in this huge loop in this town and couldn't get out. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I just liked the atmosphere better. Um, Having this this lore that was more in the background than a man of Madon. I don't know. I liked it better. I had a good time. Yeah, I think they made the mechanics a lot easier. But whatever. I liked the story better. Um, But yeah. So I was actually kind of proud of myself. I actually fully beat those three games start to finish when we were off excellent and lots of slay the spire because i don't know i just like to sit down and and waste time yeah i'm not getting any better at it 
I don't but know why fine. I keep putting so many hours in it. I think it's just because it's just so easy to have something to kind of do when you're looking to just kill time. It doesn't take a long time to load. It doesn't yeah. have all this stuff I got to really, you know, look at or read or whatever. Whatever. How long have you been playing over the break? Oh, boy. Well, I feel like I've been playing a lot. But I guess when you break it down, maybe it maybe it's, uh, well, it is a lot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, when we first left off, I think I was playing Jedi Fallen Order. I just started that, and I was complaining about bugs, which never got better. Um, but I did finish it. Mm-hmm. It's not like they, they were... Game-breaking. They, I know it crashed a time or two, which, you know, is always frustrating. But I was able to at least get through it. Um, there was actually one bug that was so bad. Like, I didn't even realize what was going on. Like, I didn't realize, like, something seemed off, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm sitting there looking at it, it's like, is that supposed to be there? I don't know. But, but it was a flashback sequence, and this shouldn't be spoilery. I don't know if anybody has, it's, it's been out for a year. Right. Anyway. It's like three, two, one. Yeah. Go. Um, <laughs> There's a flashback sequence where the main character is remembering his his time as a Padawan, and he has to go find his uh, his master. And when I came into this room, there was this big giant rock standing out in the middle of the room, and I was like, "Huh? I wonder what? Huh?" And I thought maybe it was like you know holograms, illusions, or sure. something. It's like, well, okay, yeah, that fits. And then. And it was just like, hey, get through here. And I was like, where are you at? Because I couldn't see him. And I was like, okay. And then I just started moving I through. I want to come to where you are. And then I realized when I couldn't find where the next platform was to jump to, I was like, I need the rock. I'll I jump at the rock. And awesome. then I went through the rock and I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> this doesn't belong here. And then I just got so turned around because I was like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> Did I go through the rock? Am I on the other side? <laughs> so I had to reset the entire thing and then come back in. And then the rock was gone. I was like, oh, shit, now I can see the room. <laughs> so just little things like that. But yeah. it was it was good. Um, I felt like they almost played it safe in a way with the story mm-hmm. because there were – I'm so glad that I had watched Clone Wars – and rebels and all this stuff prior to this because mm-hmm. those certain details out of that I was like ah 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 like I knew what they were referencing mm-hmm. mainly Dathomir and the Night Sisters I was like ah ah that's the thing ah but oh but as I as I went through the story and they got to the end I say they played it safe because when you got to it it was like well that's over. Not granted, it wasn't like that simple, but it was just almost like, well, this isn't going to happen, and we're just, we're right back where we started, so where are we going to go? Next adventure. Da-da-da. Uh, and it was like, so you didn't really change anything. Mm. You didn't have any impact on anything going forward. You just, you had an adventure, and there we go. Even though this is supposed to be canon. Yeah. They didn't do anything. I was going to ask that if it was meant to be or not. Yeah. I didn't see anything that they did that would have affected anything anywhere else. So it was a very safe story in that regard with a lot of, you know, little touches here and there mm-hmm. where it's like, oh my God, that's cool. But uh, I was, like, after I got done playing that, 
I did play, I started on Just Cause 4 because I didn't know what else to play at the moment. And then I got a PlayStation 5. <gasps> what are the lucky ones? Yeah, by, by sheer chance, let me tell you. Uh, so I got that. And That's then I just opened up a, another little door of possibilities because, you know, I've been waiting to play Miles Morales. Yes, you have. And then, so I did that. Twice. Oh, okay. So you got it, played it, beat it. What do we, you love it? Twice. Twice. Oh, you loved it then. Yes. Nice. So that was just, the the story in that was amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. not to, it's so hard. They're such, they're so good at writing these stories. I don't know what, they're just talented. Because like I've said about, yeah, what I've said about the original Spider-Man, which I also did play and beat. (laughs) <laughs> again because i wanted to try it on the ps5 yeah i wanted to see what it looked like and <laughs> get that reflective like i didn't even realize how much it wasn't there so i had to look it up on youtube to see like the differences and when i saw it i was like holy crap and i'm sure i could turned off the the flicker and i was just like ah, i don't want to do that <laughs> oh <laughs> just like i'm enjoying it for what it is right now yeah. because it's it's really neat to actually see him through the windows when you didn't really see it before and you're like oh look there he is he can swim i don't know why it's so cool but it is hey it's in there it's fun you're enjoying it mm-hmm. but what's so beautiful about miles morales's story is it is a pr- like i'm so glad that they decided to take peter and remove him like the the story pretty much picks up where he's training him, and then Peter's like, "Well, I gotta go. Uh, you know, we're going overseas, me and Mary Jane. So if you got this, you're gonna be the only Spider-Man. So have at it." And it puts that responsibility on him, and it's about him learning how to do this, trying to do it right, and then having a lot of pressure put down on him because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And he's really trying to learn what this is. Plus, they throw in other little little uh, references, comic references, moments like you get to see his uncle, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Davis, who, if you remember, Into the Spider Verse, he was a character oh, yeah, in yeah. that. So they introduced him, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Oh, that's fun! That's awesome!" Yeah. And even the villain, not the the main villain, which, well, I guess, I guess they would technically be the main villain in a in a manner for speaking anyway they tried being slick about it like i won't say anything story-wise but they tried being slick about it you know by making a few adjustments and i saw the character's name and my brain went through my comic catalog Mm -hmm. and i was like wait a minute i know that name and then i was like okay i know who it is (laughs) i was like you're you're that person. So you're that person. Yeah. Yep. Hard to say when you don't want to spoil. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it didn't take like my, all it took was just a few moments to sit there and be like, uh, okay, I got it. But yeah, it was cool. And even the representation that they added to it, which I thought was so beautiful. Like Lovely. even just little things that they did made it mm-hmm. so much better. Like, God, I can't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil. Right. All right. Great example of how they did that at one point. There was a side mission that I don't remember what it was, but you had to go kind of one of those collect here, do this, do that things. Mm -hmm. 
And then one of the things you get is a new suit. And it's, it's kind of like the red and black one that you see in the, the, the actual main cover art. But okay. instead of the red, it's gold. Oh. Okay. So okay. when you get it, they actually do the cut scene. And right behind him is a big piece of wall art for Black Lives Matter. And then so when you actually get to see yourself in the suit, he's just kind of standing there like that. And then off to his right, you see the Black Lives Matter. And I was yeah. like, that's that's good. Great. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, were, there was even stuff at the end that just got you right yeah. in the heart and the story because you're just like, good. God, yeah. I love these people. And the whole uh, hopefully sense we'll of community. Hopefully we'll get hands on it. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm the same way you are. I would rather kind of wait for... For the next gen. I gave my first attempt at it and failed. But at mm. least it only took me 10 minutes to go, okay, womp womp. It doesn't take long. <laughs> like, mm, all right. Give but I would, even, I would even say this, because this is another beautiful part of playing that game. Some people like to just breeze through. They don't want to do side missions or anything like that. I honestly feel like doing the side missions make the ending so much better. Because... You'll see some of these people you helped mm-hmm. there at the end, and then it just—it's like it brings this sense of community to yeah. the characters and everything. And I was like, "Oh man, because oh, well, I nice. knew who they were." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's the dude. Ah, oh, that's the dude." Ah, yeah. And they just made it so much better. Is there multiple endings for it, or is it just no? Just I mean, it's—it's it's just one ending. But like I said, the kind of the way the community because it's I supposed to be it. like the Spider-Man of Harlem. In a, in a in a manner of speaking, I wouldn't even say that's true, but you can say that. Sure, but it, I don't know. It's it was so good story wise. Right. Um, what else did I play? Oh, bug snacks. Oh, remember did you? Bu- bug snacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's surprisingly charming. Is it? And okay. dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> like in the weirdest possible way. Like when you see this. And you would just want to dismiss it. I mean, uh-huh. like, what the hell is this? Bug snacks. But it gets dark. Well, I I was curious, but it was one of the, it looked too cutesy, so I wasn't sure. And then the, the, the song got played so much before it released that I hated it for the song alone. Well, you won't have to hear that song <laughs> in there, or at least... If it is, it may, may have been in the like credits or something. Screen like or something. Yeah. No, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I recommend that was plan- just some jingle they did for marketing that made me mad. <laughs> may, have, may have been. Don't dismiss it. Check okay. out Bug Snacks because there's a deeper story there that I just wasn't expecting. Hmm. And talk about representation. Holy crap. Just about every couple in there, you got uh, the main character that you're looking for. She has a girlfriend. Then you have this uh, scientist and his big buff bro boyfriend oh, yeah. but they don't really seem to realize that they're together because the one guy's like oh i just want to say something but i don't know what to say and, and should i and it was and then when he finally confronts him, he's like dude we're, what are you talking about like i thought we already kind of knew what we thought, were thought we went through this yeah so that i mean to me that was surprising because yeah. you would think this cutesy thing you'd be like oh we, we can't do that but no they they just do not give a shit Good. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, hey, really? let's tell a real story, right? Uh, with animals who turn into food. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's the weird part. Um, 
The bug snacks are uh-huh. this weird creature on the island. So say you have a, a strawberry with legs uh-huh. and eyes. And they all have like little googly eyes. So you can capture them and they'll give you all these different ways to capture them. And then you feed them to someone and then a part of their body can change into that thing. Okay. Got it? Yeah. <laughs> so you feed a pineapple to somebody and you can make their hair all pineapple. Uh, okay. Like the, the whatever okay. you call it. Yeah. That's their new power? No. They just, that's, no, that's just like a side effect. Now. Yep. Okay. And then, so you can turn these, uh, what were they called, grumbles? These are the people on the island. Uh You can feed them all sorts of bug snacks and turn them into the most hideous of creations. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would abuse that system, I think. And they encourage it. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have slept on that one, it looks like. Because I wasn't it on the PlayStation uh, free game Mm -hmm. December November, yeah. something like that, was very recent. <clears throat> yeah. So I recommend it just, and and I think that's the other beauty part about it is kind of like a puzzle element. Like there are a bunch of areas in which to catch bug snacks, but they are not gigantic areas. Like this is not a huge open world game. It's like, here's one part of the island. Here's mm-hmm. another little part of the island. Here's another little part. So they keep it very contained, and they, they kind of all circle around with one another. So traversal is, is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the challenge is trying to catch certain bug snacks because they can be fickle, they can be shy, uh, they can be aggressive. So some of them are easy to catch. Others, you have to sit there and think, well, how the hell am I going to get this thing? <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Recommended. 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 But beyond that. Let's get on to some news. Let's get on to some news. Let's get on to some news. Well, let's see. What happened of note? Well, I feel like we uh, we ended the year talking about cyberpunk. Yeah. Could start it with that, too. Briefly, though, because I'm not really sure what, what else needs to be said. We're all kind of aware of the mess that that just turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but... This week, the man himself, Marcin Owinski, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, posted a video and and then did their own apology there for just everything that could have gone wrong with the game and did. Uh, so he apologized for the, well, awful launch of the game. He took full responsibility for what happened asked players to please not take this out on the developers of the game, reminding us that they are hardworking. They're not the ones to blame. They set these time frames and everything and just expected them to go along with it. Uh, so there was like three parts to this video. That's how I would break it down. Obviously, the apology, you know, the meat and potatoes of it, what we mm. plan on doing moving forward, right? So uh, at the top, the explanation, what happened? We screwed up. We thought we could do this hard reset in 2016, basically changed the whole name of the game you know, COVID adjustments, this, that, or the other, laying it all out there. Um, The one problem, though, that I think some people took issue with, and even me, I find it was kind of a little, however you take this part of it, but when he was uh, talking about the console version of the game and why it was such a mess, he says that, uh, you know, that their QA didn't turn up the same things that everyone else was experiencing in the game. And so 
did you throw QA under the bus? Did nobody just play the game? Uh, like, that doesn't add up at it, all. Our, yeah, because he was like, our testing did not show a big part of the issues you experienced while playing the game. So no one tested it. They lied to you about it. They told you and you just ignored it. Uh, more clarity on that point, I think, would be nice because mm-hmm. yes to any of those questions, I feel, is not a good look. Um, perception, right? Uh, but he does go on to give us a roadmap for the game. Uh, no dates, which is probably fair. <laughs> Stop doing that. Uh, but showing us that they're still planning to try to earn our trust back over time. So um, it really just kind of looks like this whole year is going to be spent fixing it, updating it, doing all those things, you know, probably what they should have been doing before releasing the game and just sure. giving it that extra time. Um, maybe it'll get what I've been hearing people say, the no man's sky treatment, you know, that once you know, they get their act together and move forward. Now that we're all examining them under a, a microscope, um, to move here forth. But yeah, it was just kind of a strange thing. I mean, good for him for trying to come out and saying that, you know, that we're just bad at our job. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it just sounded like. Like we were just bad at organizing this whole thing and, and, and doing everything accordingly. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that's been floating around too is to make matters worse. It seems like that whole chunk we might've seen at E3 in 2018, completely faked for the yeah. sake of, you know, showing it off there at E3, um, uh, you know, players were led to believe this was part of a mission. If you remember the whole scene where, they're, you know, they're basically taking you on a tour of the game. Right. Um, if you can remember from that far back um, that at that time, uh, CDPR hadn't finalized the coding and the gameplay systems, which is why a lot of the things that were promised was cut. Um, and the devs have spoken up about that and saying that that whole demo that was showed off at E3 was just kind of a huge waste of time. We could have been using that whole time to actually make the game and work on the game, but instead we were making this fake thing to to, to show off to everybody that was never going to be in the game. Um, but if you want to read more about it, Jason Scryer um, wrote a really long, detailed Bloomberg article about um, the whole thing, breaking things more down if you were more interested in the... Uh, how CDPR itself was running and everything during that time. Just a big mess. But, 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 <laughs> Poland's Office of Competition and Consumer Protection has officially opened an investigation into to CDPR over the launch of the game. Um, so a spokesperson for the agency said that they're just, they're going to be keeping an eye. Uh, they're asking CDPR to fix it, make it right. And they will be checking back in from time to time. It sounds like to ensure that that is happening. So yeah, if they for it. don't, if they don't, CDPR could face fines up to 10% of its annual revenue. Remember how how much of those the sales and stuff were? Yeah, uh-huh. so a huge chunk of change. So keep yourself on track here, okay? Poof. What a mess. Mm. What a mess. What a mess. Yeah. But there was some kind of good news for people this week. Okay. If you're a Star Wars fan, you probably rejoiced. Woo! I'm telling you, big announcement. We have Lucasfilms Games returning, a.k.a. used to be Lucas Arts Entertainment for us old fogies, mm-hmm. um, and taking them Star Wars with them. So if you remember, we'll tell you a tale, children. Pull up a seat. Way back in the day, Disney bought up 
Lucasfilms here and Star Wars multimedia for like a gajillion dollars, you see. It was mm-hmm. a few billion, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they just shut down LucasArts in 2013 and sold off that license to Star Wars to EA. And Star Wars gamer fans have been kind of sad ever since. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Disney has come out saying that this is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilms. So wait a minute. We sold it to EA. What's going on with that, right? Like they still got a couple years on their on their license. I've seen some rumors floating that Disney may try to buy out the contract with EA. Good. Like, you know, or even try to, I guess, have talks over what it could look like for them to be making games at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I would imagine the license probably for EA would be up before we even see the first game out of Lucasfilms. Personally, I feel like, you know, a couple years isn't long enough, um, but I don't know how long they've been working on the game already. Yeah, we could have just been hearing about it. But uh, regardless, as of this writing, I could only find a tweet from EA in response to the whole thing. Um, basically, they just said, we love Star Wars. We look forward to making more Star Wars games. BD1 is still the cutest, and that was it. So it sounds like they're still going to continue to make whatever they might be having in the works right now. Um, and time will tell, because this is still very early, early announcement, but I'm excited to have them back. Oh, yeah, They made for sure. great games. It, they, they just need to have the right people making said games, mm-hmm. because I'm sure you have the Ubisoft open-world sure Star do. Wars game announcement, yep. which... You know, you had an opportunity and you went to Ubisoft. I was wondering about that too. But maybe people, I've heard a lot of people saying that, you know, with like The Division, for example, was a very well-built world, full to explore, all this kind of stuff. So some people are more excited for the world that they know they can build because it's more like massive entertainment under that, you know? Yeah. The company is just, it's its really got a black eye right now. And that's right where now, you want to go. Sure was probably, optics-wise, not a great time. Yeah. Or maybe held off on making that announcement. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was the next part right here. They're, they're in cahoots, Ubisoft and Lucasfilms for an open-world Star Wars game. So according to Ives Guillemot, am I ever going to get his last name? I think I got his first name finally. Ives, right? I think I finally got that. So that guy from from over there (laughs) says this is just the start of a long collaboration with Disney. So it sounds like uh, there isn't a whole lot much more to go on than that. Than, hey, we're planning to do this. We're talking Mm -hmm. it out. And, you know, they're starting to get fully staffed for the project. Um, Although he did tease to Wired that the game will be an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before and also said that the games would continue to be treated as canon with the film, TV, or film, TV, book, and comic releases. That's the promise We'll right see. We'll see. We'll see. Now, I guess my big question at this point is when, it w- when will it take place? Because before all of these announcements came through, uh, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, whoever was mm-hmm. was doing this launch, launched a big campaign called the uh, High Republic, where they're releasing a, a bunch of stories and, and merch, and I don't mm-hmm. know what the whole big thing, right. it was just pretty much just like, hey, look at all this stuff we're going to give you, ah. <laughs> right. and it's supposed to take place like 200 years before any of the movies have like from episode one so far removed 
but not far enough removed because we still have Yoda. Sure. But still, far enough removed that we don't have to worry about Skywalkers and, and Palpatines mm. and all that other crap. I, you know, I mean, sure, I want, I would kind of like this game to take place then. That's what I'm kind of wanting in my Star Wars right now. Get away from all this stuff that we, because if you hinge on that for so long, it starts to become like, oh, God damn it, here we go right. again. I Same. love them. I yeah. love them. But there's a whole freaking universe out there. Right? It's like you have the whole galaxy. Go explore. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Like, the, the world is kind of your oyster in that regard. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a problem with Grogu. Because it was like, holy crap, there's another one. Right? For the, for the first time ever, there's another one. And it's legit. <laughs> okay. Tell me about it. And then they're like, spoilers. Three, two, one. Oh, by the way, here's Luke Skywalker. What? <sighs> It was cool. It was cool. All right. Don't get me wrong. But. But <laughs> you brought back in something that we I thought we were away from. Mm-hmm. Cool. I get it. It was a nice little connection of fabric. Great. But you took away the thing I wanted to know more about. Yeah. Don't. What are you doing? Oh, come on. <laughs> Well, now maybe we'll we'll have a better chance at it with more chefs in the kitchen. I don't know. Trying get to the right chefs. Up. Get the right chefs would probably be yeah. But oh. I have a little bit more faith if it's some of the same people still involved. Although I have no idea since they dissolved it, sold it off, and trying to bring it back in again. Um, I'm just gonna try to remain hopeful, yeah. especially for all the Star Wars fans, because I, I I felt the excitement upon hearing that EA will not have exclusive rights to it moving forward after this one. I mean, I, I think that's that's the big kicker. Exclusive mm-hmm. rights. Do mm-hmm. not give someone else exclusive rights. Allow everybody that opportunity because, okay, sure, Ubisoft is going to do something, but I don't know who else. <laughs> right that's off, true. Like, we like, might get oversaturated, too, is another big problem. Very with true. That. So, but um, what if what if you have certain um, studios making very particular games. So say Ubisoft is going to do the open world. And what if you give, uh, I, I don't know who does Sky racing bound, games. Uh, uh, another point and click adventure, Star yeah. Wars. Or, maybe maybe yeah. somebody could make a new pod racer game. Somebody could make which would like a, cool. a fighter game even. A fighter like, game. Yes. Because yes. that didn't go over. Very well last I don't time. know. <laughs> They're just swapping up for Star Wars people or aliens at that point. So. I want, well, I guess they did. I don't know. A racing game, another racing game. Yeah, that's what I said. The yeah, pod yeah. racers. That, that would oh, be cool. Oh, the pod racers. I didn't hear you, but yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, redo that. Not the the blocky, pixelated remaster you put another out. Another Lego. But, yeah, a legit pod racer game. So, who See, knows? We're giving you all these ideas, people. Run with it. Mm-hmm. Listen to the fans. Nintendo's gave us some stuffs too. Nintendo showed us some stuffs while we were on mm-hmm. break. We got to look at Super Mario 3D World, which will be mm-hmm. ported over to the Switch in February. Um, mm-hmm. It adds Bowser's Fury bonus adventure, which looked yeah. kind of cool from the stills that I saw. Um, it uh, So it was from the Wii U originally Mm -hmm. uh so coming to the switch you'll also get some online play which they're saying is some new stuff for this a photo mode because i know that's like a big deal in games these days and i never take advantage of them i don't know um 
And apparently, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad moves faster than they did in the original game. Yeah, so you can play online for up to four players, um, but it does require a Nintendo Switch online membership. Heads up if you want to do the online stuff. Uh, Snapshot mode where you could take all your screenshots with those fancy filters and whatever else fancy fun stuff they put in there for you to make your picture look all fancy and fun. See how many times I could say that. Mm. Um, (laughs) And uh, the fact that they move faster. Those are supposedly the new features that will be coming into the port. Um, And then with Bowser's Fury, it looks like uh, you can play as the second player. You could be Bowser Jr. for some co-op fun. I did say that, yeah. Yeah, so so look for that. Supposedly February 12th. I'm going to say supposedly for every release date this year because I think we all should still just be prepared for the... <laughs> Very <laughs> sure. it is done. It's just being ported, but still. Eh. Um, and a new Pokemon Snap game. I can't wait for this. to be released this. on April 30th. There you go. We'll hear talk about it because like I don't play them, so my excitement is minimal. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> what's What's beautiful about this is you don't have to to actually play Pokemon to enjoy Pokemon Snap. I'm just very curious to know what they're gonna do because I played like there was a an original Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. I think it was on the N64, and when it first came out, I was like, well. I'm curious, you know, I wasn't, I I think I was kind of getting into Pokemon, but it was just kind of like a casual thing Mm -hmm. and this seemed different. So all you're really doing is taking pictures of Pokemon, kind of an on the rails thing, and then you'll kind of run by them and just like you're a, a, what do you call them? A nature uh, photographer. Like when you're at the zoo and you're on the train and you're just getting drove by all the things. Okay. And then you just... So the first time you go through on on in that game is, you know, you're on a beach and you just go through this little area and there's all sorts of Pokemon around you and you just snap, snap, snap. But then you are given items and then you can go back to those and interact with the Pokemon in some way. And then that gives you a different take on what's going on. So say you okay. see Pokemon or you see Pokemon, you see Pikachu running through the sand and you snap it and it's like, oh, there's a Pikachu. Cool. But then you have an apple and then you chuck the apple out into the, the, the sand and there's a surfboard right near where you threw the apple. Well, okay. Pikachu's going to see the apple and then he's going to spot the surfboard and he's going to jump on the surfboard and start doing like this. You take a picture of that and then that's now a surfing Pikachu, which gives you more points. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like catch a, them doing this thing or yeah. manipulate it to where they can do said thing. Okay. Yeah. And, so kind and it, of a puzzle game too then, huh? No. A little bit. Okay. So you, and then you get ranked on your, your picture, how good it was, how it was framed, things like mm-hmm. that. So it's. It's not about really Pokemon. It's more of a photography game with Pokemon in it. And then you can just alter and change, trying to find the rare Pokemon, how you can get them to to come out of their little shell. Um, And it could just be random things. You can make them evolve sometimes, or or you can make them do... It's just, it's it's really fun. It's a really fun concept. And so I'm I'm loving, I'm excited to see what they are going to do with this. Because are you just going to emulate that or are you going to take it a step further in some way? Well, I would hope they're going to add some hopefully new features and everything to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see April 30th or probably a little before when yeah. people start getting their hands on it. Uh, I put in some news about Aquatic Dream because 
It's small. But uh, David Cage tweeted out, been a while since we'd heard anything from him, really. Um, you know, his Happy New Year tweet, tweet teased us about uh, all the things that should be in store for 2021, which I'm excited for because now that it's not 100% exclusive mm-hmm. to the PlayStation because of funding, you know, because they did get that NetEase money. You know, which is why yeah. you started seeing some stuff floating over to PC and everything again. Um, I'm just excited that it's getting broadened and back to PC um, personally. Yeah. And he started on PC. I like the fact that it's coming back to PC. Um, but he put a picture of Detroit Become Human on the tweet. Now, was that just because it was the last game they did? And he's like, hey, or is there a deeper meaning? Mm. Is there a DLC, another another iteration of the Detroit Become Human? Am I just reaching for anything because I'm trying to make this news? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm a fan, and I will be keeping my eye on what's coming out because I think he tells amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Now with extra cash and all that kind of stuff, I'm curious to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. I'm curious sure. to see where it goes. I, I've always been a fan, even though they are really weird stories, and sometimes he just likes to end them, which makes no sense to what you were doing prior, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Little insight to me. But hey, Hitman 3, eh? Did you watch some of that stuff this week? A little bit. Not or a whole last lot. Last week, I guess I should say. I didn't, I didn't dive in too deep. <laughs> well, we did get some more news for it. I mean, it is coming out here soon, as we all know. Um, uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think what today's date is. I mean, I really dig what what it's looking like here. Expanding more on the disguises of Agent 47 even. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like more like pr- uh, private investigation, role play even yeah, a yeah. little bit. Uh, and, and those who have VR for yes. the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Full I'm VR. About you can, that, yeah. I am too. I mean, straight up being the killer. I don't know, man. Like that might, you know, we're going to have way more people trying to say violence in video games again. And we're just going to get paid to make that same study over again. But here you mm. go. I too want to be a scientist to do the same thing over and over and over again. Anyway, um, but the guided mission stories seem like a lot of fun. Like they've yeah. always kind of had like an overarching storyline to them, kind of, you know, mm. uh, but it, it does look like it's more narrative. And in the way that you can manipulate the different ways to do it, which has always been the fun of Hitman, right? Is replaying and then discovering all of the different ways that you could have, in fact, accomplished that goal. Um, So it is saying that it, uh, oh, by the way, missions are optional. So if you still just want to play it the way that it is and how you've always done it, totally cool to do. Um, It is picking up where two left off, narratively speaking. Um, It seems to be shining more here than in the previous two, as I just said, as far as like story. Um, Some reviewers are stating that the story has taken really huge explosive turns, which as a game story addict player, I dig it. Uh, the maps look like it's going to be pretty immersive, like we're always used to with the Hitman. I always think their their maps are always gorgeous mm-hmm. and, and really fun to explore. Um, you look at the England map. People were saying that that's more of a nod to the movie's Knives Out. Did you read that and see I didn't say that, that no. map? And like when I was looking at the stills and stuff, I'm like, okay, I can see the inspiration there. Um, if that is, in fact, what the inspiration was. Um, like the Dubai map looks amazing and colorful and lots of little things in and out. The China map with like the neon lights and just how electric. I, they've always done well right. in their environments, I think. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned the VR earlier. So what's really interesting here is that you can play the entire game in first-person VR, but I was also reading that 
if you have access to the last two Hitman games, so if you already owned them, that you could play that in VR too, is what I'm what I'm hearing. So go back and play the the first two in this trilogy in VR could be interesting as well. Although it does say you have to have them already. So if you've already owned them, fine. Looks like it's not just a free upgrade that you get when you buy this one. So Okay. So let me understand this. So could I play Hitman in VR without having to buy this one or do I have to buy this one to You have get... to buy this one uh, to my crap. understanding. Like yeah, and then it'll have that access if you already own the first two in this version of the series. I don't like that. <laughs> but you might want to play the third I one. Might, anyway. I, might. I don't know. know what it was. I felt like I didn't get into Hitman the the new one and even though it was the same thing like I mean, as I remembered I, but I kind just of, yeah I don't the, know the what episodic it was. was different yeah for sure but I mean the the idea of what you're doing I don't know why I I didn't feel like I got into this one as much as I did absolution that's the one that really sucked me in that's fair but I don't know and I can't really fault the story or anything I just mm-hmm. I felt like maybe the pacing was just a tad slower than I wanted. I feel like the second one was really bad for story. Like, it was there, Mm. but it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a a main focus. It was just there to try to tie everything in together. Um, Whereas the first one, I thought it did much better. But they presented the story differently, too. It's interesting how they've been doing each one just kind of slightly different than the one before it, but it's still being all the same universe in this version Mm. or however you want to do it. Um, But yeah, so from what I can gather, there are new gadgets as you would expect with any Hitman game, like all the different kinds of stuff that you could use to, to, to kill your, your targets. Um, There was like camera mode that looked different though, that I had seen before where it looks like you could use that with a different spin where there's different filters and zooms that maybe could unlock certain windows or things that you were trying to get into. Um, And quick points so like if you go through a map for the first time you might see what would have been a shortcut the first time Mm -hmm. you do it you have to take the long way around but if you can unlock that shortcut it stays open for you in the future which is interesting for replayability if you want to come back and try it a different way now there's this whole new way to sneak around before a certain time anyway I thought it looked neat uh January 20th January 20th, you got for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, Stadia, Switch, and PC. God, we got a lot of places to announce now when Mm. games come out. (laughs) But, but, of course, you PC people, Epic exclusive for a little bit. So it is on a timer. So <laughs> apparently if you have one and two on Steam already, you can import your saves over to uh, your Epic account somehow. Uh, if you want to go through that trouble, I don't know. But there you go. There Woo. you go. I think it looks cool. I think it looks fun. Uh, and then this one I just threw in because I thought it was kind of funny, interesting. And remember Dead or Alive? I do. That video. Yeah. So last little bit of news while we were away, another gaming lawsuit happened but this one was more interesting because if you're familiar with the dead or alive series which was Mm -hmm. a fighting game with very voluptuous scantily clad women um, with oversized assets uh, which was kind of the key draw um, 
which of course had volleyball spinoffs, <laughs> which mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. featured said assets. Um, but Team Ninja, the developing team behind the game, has said before that while this game clearly has a focus on certain features being crazily overproportioned and tailored to a specific crowd, that they still do not wish for this game to go too far with it in the way of mods. Like they don't want people making those kind of mods with their games, which seems to be the reason the developing team held off on releasing it on PC for so long. (laughs) Knowing full well how humans are. So in 2015, they took that leap and actually asked sincerely for fans to play their game, and I quote, in a good and moral manner. But of course, in less than 24 hours, nude mods were created. And of course, this is just how it is. Now, we jump to 2021, when a publisher has now decided to take action on the seller of a DVD that has footage of the game featuring these mods. They plan to file criminal and civil charges um, and also promises to to continue to take strict measures against copyright infringement. Um, So Koi Tecmo, I hope I said that right, has released uh, a statement confirming that they're, they're going after them. Reproduction and distribution of our work without our permission in that way infringes on our copyright holders and is illegal. We will take these measures if we see our game being used this way. Um, We don't deny derivative work, but (laughs) we may take action based on the discomfort felt by our fans and the feelings of the developers. So they're they're, they're saying, like, we made this like this in good fun and all this kind of stuff, but we don't want you making it filthy, gross, and taking it down this way. Um, So if you're doing it and selling it, doing it sounds like they're going to keep an eye and go, no. It's okay to, to, to have all this kind of stuff, but we don't want you taking it too far. So we'll see yeah. how that ends up. Yeah. Bunch of quickets, though. Okay. Bunch of quickets. I didn't know this. Did you know that the 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 enter- the ESA had a had a super PAC had a had a political action committee? I did not. <laughs> well, they said they'd be halting their political contributions now. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> I have found out all sorts of people had backs this week that I had no idea, or last week, the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcane Austin Studios Harvey Smith says he's working on a new project with the Dishonored and Prey devs. Although he was involved in the Dishonored games as a creative director, uh, but it could be a new fantasy game. So something to keep your eye on there. They're working together with them. Uh, Let's see. Last of Us HBO series got a new director. Um, Oscar-nominated Kantamir Balagov is now taking the the, the director's seat. Uh, He was the one that was Oscar-nominated for Beanpole. I think he lost to Parasite that year. So apparently, okay. I don't. I never saw the movie. I did, but I, I remember when Parasite won. So it was that year. Did you um, watch Parasite? I did it, and I've been told a million times I need to. It's really good. I need to. I need to. I can still get that right, like on Hulu. I Hulu, think Hulu. I was gonna say, yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, I have to check that up. Uh, <laughs> I and I only brought this up because I know we initially er, they had announced that Johan Renk from the Tr- Chernobyl director was the mm-hmm. one who was. Supposed to yeah. be collaborating with Mazin. Um, scheduling conflicts apparently occurred, though, so nothing nefarious or anything like that. I'm that sure. No I'm sure COVID of. hit, took other jobs, and then, you know, now they weren't available. That's my mm. assumption. But now this one's really nice. This one's really nice. Ghost of Tsushima players helped raise $260,000 to restore a real life shrine on Tsushima Island in Japan. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. On September 7th, 2020, a typhoon hit the island and it destroyed the Tory Gate at the shrine. Um, so one of the shrine's priests launched a crowdfunding campaign and the players of the game caught wind and stepped up. Uh, so they blasted through the goal of what they needed. Uh, rebuild is now scheduled to break ground in April. And names of all the biggest donators will be inscribed on a steel plaque. See? So see players coming together for good. Yeah. They can all... We may talk about the negative a lot, but there's so much good out there that I feel like it outdoes... We got to remember that. And it was kind of cute reading the article on some more because like the, the priest was like, I had no clue. Like, I don't know about this game or whatever, but these people came out and helped. <laughs> it was just kind of cute. So I was like, GG players, this is what we need to be doing. Let's keep mm-hmm. spreading that positivity around. For sure. Uh, Halo.bungie.net will be taken offline forever on February 9th. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's been <laughs> on there for a long time. So like um, nine years ago, they started it. So like all of the stats and files from like the previous franchises in the game, like uh, it stopped getting updated. But then I don't know. So if you have any stats on there or whatever from like Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, uh, Halo 3 ODST, I wrote down in Halo Reach. Uh, you might want to grab it because it's going away. <laughs> so they did remind people, if you want to do this, it dates back to 2013. So just be prepared that it's going to be a lot. Yeah. A lot of files <laughs> if you want to keep all that kind of stuff. But if you're the type that needs all that stuff because you like to keep it for your stats and everything, hurry up. On February 9th, it's gone. You're not going to be able to get it back. Uh, so... Did you see the Mortal Kombat 11 first-person mod that someone came up with? I did. Did you throw up a lot? No. <laughs> I was waiting for a fatality. I don't know if I missed that or not. It was just the spinning and the jumping and the mm-hmm. quickness of like, woof, no. <laughs> it did look <clears throat> a little much. It was a little much. But you see you see what we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of Mortal Kombat, we got some images from Mortal Kombat First Legacy. Did you see the, the still shots from the... We should be getting a trailer very soon because Hopefully. the movie is due in April, is it not? I believe so, actually. Yeah, I was just looking through the the one... Somebody tweeted out a bunch of stills and I was looking through. So that's where I got my information. There was no like... Unless it probably popped up since I wrote this last mm-hmm. night or something, and I just missed it. But looks okay. Looks I mean, like it I'm, could be I'm promising from what you can tell from still shots. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I still yeah. need to actually check. Did you ever see the the animated movie that came out maybe a year or so ago? It was like Scorpion's no. Revenge or something. I did not. No. I wanted to check it out simply because they were just like it's Mortal Kombat and it's R rated, and I was like, cool. I want to see <clears throat> blood and cartoons and such. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, this movie's coming out, and it's supposed to be R-rated, and they're like, yeah. the fatalities are brutal, and all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay. Let's see Just you because got. you're promising something like that doesn't mean your movie's good. That's true. Gore porn does not mean good, necessarily. No. <laughs> you got to be careful with that. I mean, look, the movie, the movie, the, the games mm-hmm. have a very good narrative, they might, I mean, it might have been kind of skimpy at first, but what they built over time, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting narrative. It's very deep in lore and all this other stuff that they've added to. 
if the filmmakers could not take that and mold it into something good, they're idiots. I don't know if they haven't. This could be yeah. this this could be the groundbreaker beyond Sonic the Hedgehog. Hopefully. But I don't understand how you can have such rich story content and you fumble mm. it. Mm. Stop trying to cram every damn thing into a game movie. Just focus on the story, the narrative, and use what you can. You'll get to that other stuff. I still feel like we just keep got to have more fans of these games being involved in the actual movies. Well, according to, to the filmmakers, these, these are fans, so... Then we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I just feel like in the past, it hasn't necessarily always gone that route. You know, it's like where the director may have even no clue about the game. I'm not saying that's always the case, but no. eh, some of them where it's like you could tell the feel was, was off because they just didn't... But, I mean, it looked like Liu Kang had powers this time. Mm-hmm. He had, like, the flaming mm-hmm. hands. Kung Lao, I liked his hat. I mean, that right? was Right? Cool. It all so, looked solid. It looked solid, yes. Yeah, for sure. So but we need... Hopefully it's not deceiving. I want to see a trailer. Yeah, hopefully. I know, you poor thing. We need to get you all sorts of trailers out. Yeah. We gotta get you okay. Since we're, since we're on this topic now, I was going to bring it up here. later, but we're just going to talk about it now. Okay. <laughs> because Warner Brothers is the devil. Yeah. Because... During during this nice little HBO Max and all your movies and trailers and mm-hmm. theaters and and it's also on HBO Max same day they showed what were <laughs> it's kind of funny because you're talking about those screenshots yeah they they actually showed those same screenshots but in motion from Mortal Kombat <laughs> in that like an old so it was like <laughs> actual footage yeah it's like hey stop snapshot stop snapshot. And then we'll, we'll we'll feed that to Entertainment Weekly, and they'll eat it up. Oh, uh, so, you know what though? What if they're just like it's so awesome and amazing, but they just can't really afford to show you anything about it because it just all could be spoilery. And then maybe we'll have a conversation, you know, a day after you saw the movie, and you'd be like, you know what? Glad I never saw anything about it. I don't know. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for a minute. I know, but. The look I, I, I haven't I haven't even gotten to what because I was talking about Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Because that's what they did. <laughs> we were all over the place. That's what they did. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. No, I'm uh, I'm talking about Godzilla versus Kong because they not only not only have we not gotten a trailer, but do you know what they did this week? Uh-uh. They moved up the release date. Oh. Which I'm excited about. Sure. Because yeah. they're saying. We were going to release it in May, ass into May, but how about this? March 26th. Ooh. Two months away. That's a huge leap. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking excited. But I don't, I haven't seen shit about the movie. <laughs> I've seen all this concept art. Mm-hmm. I have seen maybe five seconds of the damn movie, which actually centers around this concept art. Uh-huh. All it is is like the concept art that I first saw was Godzilla and Kong standing on what looked to be an airship carrier. And you're just like, holy crap. And they're just like, ah, like that. Yeah. I was like, cool. Where's the trailer? <laughs> and then and then back in December, they had this big trade show or whatever back in, I think it was in Brazil, where they were showcasing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then two, three seconds got leaked from that same from that same area mm-hmm. of the film so you see godzilla swimming and then you see kong who looks to be like tied down just roaring at the screen and that's it and they're like what the what the <laughs> hell was that 
Come on. It was like, man. okay, okay. So that was that was just a snippet. You're gonna uh-huh. give us a trailer, right? No. And then now this week, this freaking thing comes out. Yeah. And then now we get to see almost like the continuation of what we saw before because now Godzilla's jumping out of the water onto the boat and then Kong is swinging at him and punches him. And it's cool. But it's just like, okay, more. I want to see. Just give me a a little trailer and I will be satisfied for the next two months because you you just satiated it Mm -hmm. and I'll be fine. But they're just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Maybe maybe it is a marketing ploy like that. Maybe it is. I don't know, man. It's garbage. <laughs> Every other movie has a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though, to be this far along. Yeah. Like, have nothing. That is really weird. They have I don't know it. if I've heard of that before. They have it. They're just they're, they're being not, devious. They're holding on to it, man. Maybe they're looking at all these people this year falling over themselves with promises, and they're like, you know what? We might just want to wait. <laughs> but you know what? This is almost like the extreme version of what, and and this could be it, but mm-hmm. this almost seems like an extreme case of what they were uh, deciding for this film because according to executives, this is from what I heard, mm-hmm. uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, underperformed because they they went a little overboard with their marketing. And I was like, did they? they're trying the opposite and i I thought about it and i was like i I mean i get maybe but they show all the good stuff in the trailers or something one of those little little bit moves a little bit but i think they were trying to be aggressive it's like no 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 we got the big monster movie we got the big tentpole boom look at all this action Mm -hmm. and we're like all right cool so maybe they overdid it but this is not overdoing it this is doing absolutely nothing (laughs) i mean at least one trailer. I'm not asking for five or six. Just give us one. Just one. Even Just 30 seconds. Give me a, a, a basic understanding of the narrative that's going mm-hmm. on in the movie. I'm good. You Watch, don't have to show me everything. It's minutes of just that fight that you keep describing. It, that would be insane. I mean, I have questions. And, and, and they're apparently returning characters. Whatever it may be. But just... Just something. Just give me something. Just give just, the fans. I want to know what want. the story is, right? And then uh, I'm I'm good for the next two months. Well, I'm hopeful it just means it's going to be that much more cool when you sit down to watch it because it's brand new, nothing. You have and, no idea going in yeah. blind with it. And I hate I hate that I probably will not see this in theaters because that was yeah. my dream uh, to see this in theaters. Take my dad and he and I go and see this together, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could still sit at home and watch it on HBO Max on yeah. a slightly bigger TV if, there you if go. possible. Get some popcorn, so, hang yeah. out. We'll see. <sighs> Give them a trailer, guys. That's all okay. I want. <laughs> That's all he wants. Make him a happy man. A hilarious glitch happened in the PlayStation Store while we were we were out of break. So players went to go buy Greedfall or Dead Cells even, and uh, was met with a. 10,000 pound price tag. I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you go look for them now, they, they undercut themselves with 60 bucks now. So, mm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> could you imagine at first being like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Trying to get that to go like, 
Yep. No. I'm like, I don't want it that bad. It's just so that seventy doesn't look so bad, right? It's like yeah. ten thousand. Okay. How seven? Okay, seventy doesn't seem so bad now. You're right. Uh, let's see here. Last quicket. Uh, January twenty first. We were supposed to get some more Resident Evil Village stuffs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, including a new trailer, some first gameplay looks, it promises a guided tour during this digital event. So, that's something you're interested in. January 21st, 2 p.m. PST or 5 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be hosted by Brittany Brombacher of the What's Good Games podcast series. So, What's good go games? check that out. All right. So, for Truth the Trash, guess what I did? What did you do? We tallied your truth or trash from last year. Uh, okay. Now, I didn't do it in the most exciting way, probably. But no, I'm um, I was looking through it, and I should be ashamed of myself that I did not do hardly any real truth or trashes last year. I think it just became one of those where so many rumors were floating in and out all week long because all of us were home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> I probably just got overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't even know anymore. But I only asked of you 21 truth or trashes last year. So I, I really feel like I should have done should have done more. It's okay. it's okay. But you got seven. True. Now, I only highlighted a couple because some of them I had to pat myself on the back because I was proud because I just like totally made it up. And then you would say <laughs> true. And I'm like, ah, yes. Yeah. You know, because it's rare that I can get you on stuff like that. So pretty much all of the Resident Evil rumors, you hit the nail on the head. When I was asking if this was going to happen or that, truth or trash, Steven knows his Resident Evil rumors for sure. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry, eight out of the 21. Oh, okay. Like that liar. I had to scroll down some more. Well, eight and a half because there was a two-parter Okay. where you got half right and half wrong because I made up half, but yeah. the half I didn't, you got right. Gotcha. <laughs> So, I don't know. Like the, the the ones that I put in, like with Metal Gear, we 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 tried to throw you off. Sony was cutting a deal to acquire Metal Gear and Castlevania and all the Silent Hill IPs, and Kojima would somehow be involved in the whole thing. You actually said true on one of them. Just one. Yes, because the other half was that Kichiro Toyama, the original 99 Silent Hills director and writer, signed on to shoot the the, the film in 2021 because yep, that yep, was yep, the yep. one I made up. <laughs> but it wasn't gotcha, gotcha. at all that big. You know? <laughs> uh, but the other one, too, 2K Games and Hangar 13 are, in fact, working on Mafia 4. Rumors are still floating off of those job listings, so it's still pointing mm-hmm. to yes, which you said, sure, yeah, truth. So Why not? You got that one. Um, and let's see if there was another actual exciting one in here because I thought it was interesting to look up the the year in review. Um, Xbox that had one more acquisition. Microsoft was going to buy Ubisoft. And you said trash. So you were right. Oh, yeah. I'm still kind of would have been interesting to see. Would have been. Especially hey. now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, while we're talking of, of things like that, I've I've heard rumors. <gasps> Here's my truth of trash. Here of the we day. go. All right. Let's <gasps> rumor and mill it up. Is CD Projekt Red going to be uh, acquisitioned by another company? You know, I had been seeing some of that kind of the rumors going on because, I mean, they're going to, they, they got some lawsuits coming their way. They've got all these things that are, you almost wonder if at the end it might benefit them. Yep. 
if it becomes too too big. Mm. I mean, I would hope that there's going to be some lessons learned with this because look, <sighs> someone someone actually yeah, pointed this hope. out not that long ago. Uh, it may have been Jim Sterling. It may have been someone else. I don't remember. But it was this idea of if you don't know when your game's going to be done, don't talk yeah. about it. And they were so good to start, too, yeah. when it's ready. When it's ready. When it's ready. Why yeah. we deviate or why they deviated is still beyond me. Yeah. Just just keep it to yourself until mm-hmm. you know with absolute certainty that you are at the finish line and that you are going to have that game ready when you say it's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And then just do it. Yeah. Because think about the hype train at that point. You've You've not said anything. Let's use a great example for me, Spider-Man. Yeah. Say Sony had said shit about it. Nothing at all. And then the year it came out, they were like, oh, by the way, Spider-Man. And I've been like, what? And then that whole year, or less than, I'm just hyped for this game, which obviously this is a bad example because it was a good game, but I'm just saying. (laughs) But I mean, it still worked out because it was a good game too. Yeah, but I wasn't sitting there just like, chomping at the bit going when's it gonna come out when's it gonna come out Uh, uh, uh." and then just every year they're like well it's coming it's coming hey probably announcing it eight years ago was a bad idea yeah it's coming okay but god (laughs) come on right yeah even even like a hard reset 2016 which we're finding out is it happened you know Mm -hmm. we're basically okay now we're doing this and and starting it all over I don't know. I still thought it was a good game, but yeah, it needed it needed some love. It needed well, it's some love. And, and and I've been saying that forever is that I really don't think you should be saying much anything about the game until you know you're a hard six months out from release. Well, I mean, think about some of the stuff that Sony did, and I, they're all guilty about it. I know that, but it's the only mm-hmm. one that kind of comes to mind. Uh, the new God of War, yeah. when they're doing their big PlayStation Five event, and they're just like. God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, cool. Can I see the game? Yeah, no. We saw like a logo. I (laughs) mean, you announce something and that's it. And it's like, son of a bitch. I feel like they have gotten way too caught up in the marketing aspect of these games now. Way too caught up in making it seem like it's going to be cool, game breaking, never, you know, instead of actually working on it. Even though I think the developers are wanting that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the higher ups keep doing, doing this to them. I mean, the the marketing thing is just, Jesus Christ, come on. It's out of hand. It's out of hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, know. I was looking through them now, and I was like, some of them aren't even. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, with speculations that have been running around about the new Batman series from WB Games Division, mm-hmm. uh, we did a truth or trash on whether Arkham Games would be a continuation of the series, but featuring Bruce Wayne's son. Rumors are still pointing to that being true. Mm-hmm. And you said true. So I just wanted to highlight some of the ones that you got right, because going through all of them was good. You know, some things that I was like, oh, excellent. <laughs> we might have that, that. We might actually have that coming. Um, but... I was looking through the one to see how I phrased it when we were talking about Sony's next-gen console, like, way back before we had dates or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how I phrased it. Sony's next-gen console will be revealed at PlayStation Meeting in March with pre-orders opening after it. And you said true. We 
which was about right because February 13th was about mm-hmm. when they started talking about it. So yeah, so yeah, so the the clairvoyance that is Stephen White. There you go. And obviously the ones I like. made up, you weren't gonna get right anyway. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not fair. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's play one more because there's GTA 6 rumors that have been floating around and I wasn't going to make this an official truth or trash because I felt like this rumor has been floating around rather openly to the point. Okay, but we might actually be getting the option of a female protagonist. True. Has to be true at it this point. It has to, right? Like, I feel like why wouldn't you just give either option? Supposedly, you'll still have the male option when you're you know, from what very little we even know about the game still at this point. Mm. But uh, yeah. So if if that's the case, mm-hmm. which honestly, I, I wouldn't even give options. I would Supposedly it would be both. Like you could choose a male or female protagonist. So, but that, that raises the question now. Does the story maintain the same? Is it kind of like um, what they did in, in, in Saints Row where you could be male or female, but yet everything still plays out the same? Or oh, are these very particular characters, like in GTA Five, where they all have their own story or right. whatnot? And me yeah. personally, I could give a shit what the rest of the world thinks. If it was me, mm-hmm. I would say women. It's an all female GTA, <laughs> bitches. Just, just because. And you know what, though? What I find really interesting still about that debate, because it's still going to happen. I still, heck, I even saw one today about a, a, a different game. Um, most men that I know choose female protagonists when given the option quite often. I know I do as well. I'll still play men also. So I don't, I, I guess I'm having, maybe it's from my own personal experience because it's just the people that I'm around. Mm-hmm. But is it really a big issue or is this an issue they just keep trying to use for a marketing ploy every once in a while? Because like I, I've never really seen anyone get pissy that they had to choose a female character, like legitimately, that wasn't trolling, right. that had like two followers that was there <laughs> to just stir up shit, you know? like. Well, I mean, from where I'm standing, like I... I do choose the male character when it's me, not because mm-hmm. I don't want to play a woman. It's just it's where my brain goes. It's like, but you have that option, and yeah. that's fair. And <laughs> like I just you're allowed to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. just that's in my brain. I see dude. I'm like, that's me. I go right. dude, and then but if they put a female character on me, I'm not like I'm gonna play a girl, man. You're <laughs> stupid. I'm play yeah. a girl. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. That's why we say representation matters. Yeah. People like to to see themselves in the games they're playing. Yeah. But, and there's another one I kind of wanted to play speculate with you. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure that you heard the rumors about Roger Clark, if if you guys don't know the name, a.k.a. Arthur Morgan and Red Dead Redemption 2, could be mm-hmm. working at Sony Santa Monica again. There's rumors that he's working on God of War. Hmm. Who do you think he'd be? I don't know. I mean, there's there's a whole plethora of characters they never used in the mythology, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, your guess is as good as mine, but I, I could say that, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, rumors going around about, like, stock and actors going into studios, like, oh, they're doing mocap for this. Like, I think I even heard some rumors about, like, a new Star Wars game where they saw some other actors going in and doing mocap. They're like, oh, are they going in this? So I just, I think, I think we just... I mean, there'd have to be some serious stalking if we're all still wearing masks. (laughs) 
Well, that if. If. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. uh, but that's all I got, man. That's all, right. all I got. So throw it over to uh to Steven for, for how we're uh headlining this bad boy up today. Well, I guess I guess I'm gonna treat it like a like a mini pod because there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about and if you want to chime in, if you've got things you want to talk about too, we'll, we'll chime in. Um I guess first things first, I did want to touch on some things to look forward to. One thing is out now, and the other one should be out uh, next month, I believe I was told. Uh, I did guest spots on some podcasts, and I say plural. Um, Mm -hmm. They were interesting. One is called Invest in Yourself, which is uh, hosted by Phil Better. He's a pod mate of mine, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's about trying to get... Like I guess it's more like a journey of who you are, uh, what got you into the to what you're doing, what you're trying to do, where have you gotten, and so on and so forth. He's he's had a quite an amazing roster of people. It's not just podcasters. I mean, it's we're talking uh, people who've got their own business and and, and websites and mm-hmm. a plethora of different things. I don't want to uh, assume I know everybody's story, but everyone has a very unique tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a very interesting podcast to just open up and talk about, I, I guess, the journey here. Because I yeah. guess I hadn't really thought about it. It's like, what got me into podcasting and all this other stuff? And, and luckily, I had an answer. It wasn't like, I don't know. Right. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure what they were going to be asking. Sure. Uh, but boy, oh boy, did he get excited when he found out about the the Amazon Prime. It sounded like it. Oh my I God, he was. Yeah, it was. It was cute. <laughs> it made me feel good. Yeah, I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's that's amazing. Uh, the next one uh, that I guest ho- or guest spotted on was the Fake Nerd Podcast. I don't know if this one will be video or not. We did video, okay. um, but I don't know if he's going to present it both ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but. Either way, you could see my pretty face or my my beautiful voice, whichever way you want to do it. But uh, it wasn't like a super long podcast, but he asked different questions. Like when I went on that one, I thought it would be a similar round of questions. But Mm -hmm. he actually dug in a little bit more about um, how we kind of, I guess, my perception of the gaming world now versus when we started the podcast is like, do you think you would know as much as you do about the gaming industry now as you uh, would back then? Like, are there things that you probably wouldn't know if you weren't doing the podcast? Sure. You know, people who are involved and and news stories and stuff like that are just starting a blind eye. We talked about the negativity in the gaming industry, positivity. And I was trying, and I realized at some point, I guess I felt like I was spinning it negative. And I was mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong. It's not it's not all negative. I said, I just feel like they're the loudest voices in the room. They're there the is a lot of positive. Big headlines, yeah. Yeah. So, but the, uh, I didn't get a, a specific date on that, but he did say February. So when that comes out, you can check that out. The Invest in Yourself podcast is out right now. So if you want to mm-hmm. go check that out, feel better. I'm, I can't remember what episode number I was, but I'm in there. You can just right. find Stephen White. And you'll find me. I know it was last month, so it shouldn't be too hard. Scroll yeah. a little bit. Shouldn't be that hard. Uh, another thing that I noticed, and it kind of connected to this. Have you? Do you? Are you aware of a podcast gap editor? I. 
<laughs> no. Okay. I don't know what this program is, but I feel like I've heard of it. In fact, I may have had a conversation with someone about it. But I'm starting oh, to notice it. Oh, is it a name it. of a program or a, a, I, a, a I think it product? Is. Yeah, okay. I think it is. It's some editing software that is supposed to edit your podcast and remove uh, that. Those and ums. Ums. Uh, <laughs> Dead space. Dead space. I feel like I've been noticing them a lot because conversations seem to run together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, I was yeah. listening to a bonus podcast of Fake Doctors Real Friends where Donald Faison and Joelle Monique were talking Star Wars because they uh-huh. love Star Wars and they've been, I guess it was almost like a test run because they've been talking about doing like a Star Wars themed podcast. Uh-huh. But I noticed so much in that. It was just like Joelle's voice was just robotic because it felt like all of her dialogue or all of her so voice. So it can bite you if you're the type that puts in those filler words a lot. Yeah. And she's she's usually very precise about mm-hmm. her tone and, and how she she speaks. So when it's all running together like this, it's just yeah. it's like, whoa, shit, what the... But I've been noticing it in other okay. podcasts. Not as bad as that, but just other podcasts. And it's just like, why would you want to do that? I think I mean, of casual you, conversation. Yeah. I feel good. like that would be kind of the point to listening to a podcast, too. Is because mm-hmm. it, Depending on what kind of podcast you're going for, of course, if you're going for just news or informational or something, that's going to have a different tone. Right. But... Seems to, to see be... you that I make this long gap here. Where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You guys comfortable in that silence? Do you like it? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not broken. I promise. No, no it's fine. Uh, I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, there there are times like if I'm listening to one and there is a bit of a gap, I I wait for a moment, but I don't freak out. Like, why, why is there a gap? Because I realize the other person is trying to get their thought together. It's like a human would when you're having a yeah. conversation. <laughs> and I guess at the same time, I don't necessarily need them to be going, uh, 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 like they're stuttering. They're just mm-hmm. trying to gather their thought. Right. And sometimes it takes a minute. Sorry. We're human. I guess if you use those filler words a ton, mm-hmm. I know I've tried to get a lot better myself. Because mm-hmm. I have noticed, especially if I get excited about a topic or something, the likes and the <laughs> comes through. And then I'm annoying the hell out of myself listening to my own podcast back to me. And I'm like, that's got to cut out. I got to stop that. I, ew. Yeah. You know, but you don't realize it, but you've got to actively work at it. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I feel that I struggle with it every single time we we have a podcast. I try I know, to cut it out. I know that, that I have actively made a point to... Try not to swear. Yes, that's hard to. Yeah, and I have a and, potty mouth. But that's that's a nice that's a it's a good exercise. It really is because we know that this is what we'd like to say, but we're being cognizant of what we need to say mm-hmm. in the right way, so it comes off and it helps. I feel yes. like it helps. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things. I know there. I have a few choice phrases that I I say a lot, and I. I don't think about it. It's just they come out when I'm so in the conversation. Natural. And I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> that's like our autocorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you mean? Like, yep, yeah, that's mm. what I usually would say. You're correct. I, but I meant to do this this time. 
<laughs> but I don't know what this this program is, but I've just been noticing it, so I thought I would kind of bring it up. And if anyone well, knows what it is, the program. Yeah. yeah, if anyone knows what it is, let me know because I don't, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. it's it feels Especially unnatural. Especially if it's excessive in that way, it's still got to sound some sort of natural tenor mm-hmm. to the conversation. I don't know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that I have watched that I had to bring up. Yeah. Because I feel like I've watched some things. Some things. Uh, um, I'm trying to figure out where. I, I guess I'll start with the worst. <clears throat> oh, okay. Have you ever heard of Cruel Jaws? Cruel Jaws. Yes. I don't think I have. Now, if I told you that title, what would be your first inkling of what that movie is? I'm instantly <clears throat> thinking of a really campy horror movie um, with sharks involved and mm-hmm. you know silly teenagers on yachts okay you you would be close no. um cruel jaws <clears throat> is the biggest ripoff of shark movies that i have ever seen in my life oh yeah <laughs> okay not only does the script liberally borrow from jaws one two Three, and a few other, uh, there was a, I think it's an Italian shark movie called The Last Shark. That one too. I mean, I'm not talking about, uh, oh, that's kind of like that scene. No, literally recreating the scenes from those movies just with shittier dialogue. I mean, so (laughs) shitty. Well, they had to get the copyright out of there somehow. So they just rewrote a few of the words. Like you remember the the sharks? Well, the the scene with the sheriff and the mayor in mm-hmm. Jaws, where they're talking about shutting down the beach, and they're like, "Well, uh, you said it was a, a shark bite. Do you think that's a smart move?" No, well, are you sure it's a shark? No, it's not a shark. It could have been a boat. Same conversation, but it was just it was less than. It's like, well, we we realized it was a shark, and it's like, no, it was a boat. What? But you were no, it was a boat. Well, we're gonna keep the beaches open. Because, you know, we have to. Because it's a boat. I don't know. It was, it was, uh, that was, yay. that was frustrating part number one. Number two, they literally took scenes from those movies and spliced them in. I shit you oh not. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes. I, because I'm like, that was from, jo- that was from Justin. What? Huh? What? Literally ripped those scenes off. And spliced them in the movie. For their shark, mind you. Because oh God, they didn't have the budget. They didn't have the budget for a shark. So sure. they put in scenes from other movies to have their shark in the movie. Like the the one time you really get to see the shark, it's from the movie The Last Shark from Italy. Like that's the, the clips oh, they use for their shark. How could you get shark. away with that? I don't know. So wow. it almost seemed like they wrote their script around these scenes mm-hmm. it's like well what what footage can we rip off this one this one this one this one okay write everything around it and we'll, we'll be able to use those scenes because sometimes it would just be like why are you doing this oh yeah because you have footage for that and you need to use it great oof and <laughs> when did it come out what year 1995 and it was actually oh. marketed as jaws 5 in other countries Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So if you thought Jaws 4 was bad, no, 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 no. 
Oh, I never <laughs> continued on that long. So. <laughs> Jaws 4 was... I was a one and done for look, me. I was look. good on the original and we called it a day. I love Jaws. In fact, you want to talk about a, a, a travesty that I read or saw last night. Do you know, and this is no slight to the other movie, but did you know that Back to the Future has a higher IMDb rating than Jaws? Than Jaws? The one damn near perfect movie ever made? Interesting. Yes, very interesting. But I, leaving I, it in the hands of the people is kind of... I know. That's that's where it I, which gets... I guess is really the only hands you need it in because we're the ones consuming it. But mm-hmm. but Jaws, fight me is a damn near perfect movie. I say damn near because I'm sure there's something I'm missing. But you tell me one plot hole in that movie. You tell me one bad moment in that movie. You show me one mistake in that movie. And you can't blame it on the age of it. Nope. It's solid beginning to end. Mm. Anyway. Uh, but Cruel Jaws uh, stars a John Green lookalike. Ooh. Almost like, it's almost, I, I said this has to be John and Hank's long lost brother because I swear to God he looks like them both. Could be. A Hulk Hogan impersonator. He has to be. He has to be because he looks so oh, much God, like I him. about that. And I literally, like, I've se- I've watched bad movies before and this may be a reason I'd watch it again. I had moments where I laughed uncontrollably at the stupidity that I was watching. Well, maybe that in and of itself means a job well done. Perhaps. Because there was a scene. <laughs> and you had a good time, right? So yeah. I mean, I did watch it to the end, but it was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, the, the destruction at the end where they were trying to blow up the shark because mm-hmm. they planted something underneath the water and then that was supposed to lure the shark and then make it blow up. And they used five different explosions to enforce that the shark died. Bah, 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 bah. And I was like, why uh. did we watch three boats blow up? <laughs> I don't know. Three boats. Three different boats blew up. But hey, the shark is dead. Shark, uh, we got him. Then, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's a little girl in a wheelchair. And they, they try to use this for your sympathy card in the movie she her father is the hulk hogan impersonator they did nothing to make to help understand like the the shark myth that they're evil or that they just want to eat things or whatever in fact Uh i almost feel like that this movie was trying to point out that this shark was trained by the military or some shit i it was a the plot. shark was? Yeah. Like, I I felt like that was a plot point they were driving at at some point. And I was like, are, what are you saying? What? You're nuts. Get the shark in some camo. But the, but the little girl was asking questions about sharks. And instead of being, you know, scientific about it, he's just like, well, she's like, why do sharks eat people? Well, because they get hungry. No, asshole. No. But well, that's, I mean, but that's beside the point. It was just like that. That's literally as far as he got with her on that conversation. It was like, no, dude, that was that was the worst possible answer. You should, because all you're doing is making her more afraid of sharks, versus saying, you know, sharks normally don't attack people. You know, they, it's a mistake, and so yada yada yada. You understand the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that scene, 
he gets ready to read her story. And it's the funniest damn thing ever because the moment she starts re- or he starts reading, she nods off like this almost to say like, okay, I'm just going to fake. I'm asleep because I don't want to hear this shit. Uh-huh. And the way it happens, you just have to see it for it to be funny. But I just, I could not help but laugh because it was just, yeah. Oh, see, I was totally hoping as soon as she fell asleep, then you were going to say the shark came out and ate him and she was just unaware of the whole thing. It, if it happened, it wouldn't have surprised me in the movie. I, but it would have been hilarious. And then there are those moments of, of crazy dialogue that just happen outside of just... You you don't understand where they come from. Like the main character, the John Green, Hank Green mm-hmm. lookalike, law, lost brother, the Green brother, that's what I'll call him. There you go. He's the biggest pushover in the movie where his girlfriend, she might as well just cheat on him because he's so focused on the shark and the science. And she's like, well, you, you never pay attention to me. It's always the science. And she's like, but baby. Uh, uh, and then she goes and cheats on him. And he doesn't seem to be all that upset. He's just like, Maybe she should have cheated on him with the shark. <coughs> I I mean, maybe. Might have got evoked a reaction. But he was just kind of mopey about it. Like, hmm. But then, when the shark attacked her, okay, that's when he got mad. Oh, yeah? He got mad. Because the guy who was the mayor type or whatever, mm-hmm. he, he confronts him at the hospital. <laughs> Mind you, okay? Because they had the hospital scene straight out of Jaws. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, the, you know, the mayor's there. He's like, how did I I didn't know. And he's like, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to put a bounty on the shark's head for $10,000, and we're all going to go hunt it down. This was a thing that happened. But then <laughs> the Green Brother comes in. He's like, you let this happen, you fat fuck. He's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, dude. Ooh, fighting words. I mean, Uh, he was hot. And it's like, where was this intensity a minute ago? She might still be with you and kind of wanted to be with you if you had that red hot intensity. Mm. It was weird. It's a weird ass movie. Sometimes I can appreciate those, though. Amazon Prime, if you want to, you want to give it a go. go. Maybe turn it into a drinking game. Every time they add in a a scene from another movie, take a shot. You'll be plastered in no time. (laughs) But please uh, do it safely and responsibly. Yeah, drink responsibly. Uh, next three things I want to talk about. TV shows. I know one that you watched. Uh-huh. I guess we'll touch about touch on this real quick. WandaVision. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. Can, can, I, can I explain that as weird as this may be, as soon as that opening thing, the, the Marvel Studios logo came up, uh-huh. do you know it just made me just feel so, so good? Yeah. Because it was like, you, it's new content. withdrawals. It's familiar. <laughs> I love it, it so feels much. like the old days. Yeah. It did. It's weird, but it did. It gave me this sense of comfort that I just, I didn't realize I was missing. Yeah. And I loved it so. And the show was good too. It was good. And see, it's, it's, it's interesting actually, because, you know, you and the hubs big into the world, the comics, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I pretty much just float along to the movies that I enjoy. So it was, it was kind of fun with me watching it next to a super fan mm-hmm. because I was getting the filled in gap stuff that I probably was missing having not 
read the entire stories or the different universes or this, that, or the other. So I probably, if you're a big fan of it, you'll probably really love it even more because like then you'll be able to catch on to all the little nuances and stuff that someone like me won't catch on to. Well, the, I guess what I found interesting about it is how they played the story straight like a sitcom with the laugh tracks, the jokes, yeah. and everything like that. But then they had these little sinister moments just kind of seep yeah. in of the bigger mystery. And you're just like, holy shit, what's going on? What's going on? And then it comes right back. And yeah. then we're just like right back to it. And then the sinister things creep in again. And someone even pointed this out, and I didn't really think about it, but now I kind of want to go back and watch them again and see them that way. But it it might explain my reaction. Like, I don't remember watching it and having like a ha, ha, ha. Like, there were some funny moments, but I wasn't mm. laughing along with the audience sure. through the jokes. That was piped in, yeah. And Which I thought was part of the joke, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. And someone was like, if you really think about it, the laugh track is almost sinister in its own way like you know these jokes aren't that funny right and yet they're forcing that laughter upon you but is it they're trying to make you laugh or are they laughing at the bad jokes so it has this other level of sinister Uh, you know to it and i was like holy crap yeah yeah i mean with the way each episode kind of ends maybe maybe you know it's just it's it's h2 the two we've gotten and and another thing that i heard which I can agree with, but I also disagree with is someone was like, you know, if I didn't have a uh, prior investment in these characters, I'd probably wouldn't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's why we're here. That's why we're getting ready to do this because we have an investment. We have a long-term investment with these characters. Mm-hmm. We're going to slow burn. And I don't think it's in a bad way either. I would love, I would love that by the time we get to the end, things from the first two episodes, people are like, eh, it's okay. Like that. Made sense. The, a lot of things make sense. And you're just yeah. like, you appreciate them entirely new. And that's mm-hmm. why they didn't give you all this stuff up front. Because it was like, look, you know that we're going to deliver. Just, just appreciate it as it's Appreciate what in. we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have theories. But I, I have nothing concrete about what's going on. Yeah. I have Whereas thoughts. I don't have a lot of theories. I'm going to say two words, and that's where I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. I have keep, – keep this in mind. This is like my thought process. Which could be a spoiler maybe for some, so warning. warning Possible warning. spoiler, but keep if in mind, I don't know anything more than any of you who have just watched the episodes. I'm not digging for rumors. Mm-hmm. I'm not digging for anything. I don't know yeah. anything, Okay. So if I'm right about this, this is sheer speculative. This is my my truth or trash mind. There we go. Go, We're my, putting it out there now. It's yeah. on the record. Two words. Wonder man. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. 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 So I'll let that sit. Let that marinate. Do you want to go dig that up? you want to go look into it? Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to. But that's... That's what I feel like is going to be the important element by the time this ends. Okay. Let's keep an eye. Let's keep an eye. 
Because yeah. I'm so into we'll it. I'm digging it. I think the concept is unique and different. So coming from somebody who isn't huge into all the, uh, the Marvel stuff just as a fan, if, if you're like me, I still think you'd like it. Mm-hmm. Just for the story and how they're doing it alone is unique enough that um, I'm finding it very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, because I, I felt like this was a, a nice treat that I got. Uh, Todd was mm-hmm. kind enough to let me borrow his login information <laughs> for <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the only reason I wanted this is because I have heard nothing but great things about Ted Lasso. I don't know if okay. you've heard about this show. I feel like I have, but I don't look into anything if it's not on my Trinity that sure. I already own. <laughs> I understand. And that's that's why I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to pay for anything else. I was like, God mm-hmm. damn it, I don't. But I knew that he had recently got a new phone, and he's like an Apple fanatic. So I was like, I wonder. And I was okay. like, do you, do you happen to have this? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I think I could borrow that, that login. Yeah. Just, just please. <laughs> so I got to watch Ted Lasso, first season. Uh such a fantastic show. Oh, like yeah? none of none of the the uh hype that you hear or you thought was unreal or untrue. It, it's really a good show. What makes it so good is the character is just so freaking positive in the best possible ways. Mm-hmm. And this could have been a situation where they play it for laughs and and he's ridiculed for being just this super positive human being. Mm-hmm. But there's such a genuine element to it that you just you want to be this positive, as good as this guy is, because everything, no matter what, he has his bad days, mm-hmm. and and even when he's had like there are a few moments where he has a moment where it's just like God, just leave, Ugh. but he doesn't blow up, he doesn't turn into an asshole. Mm-hmm. If he had a moment with somebody, he comes back and he apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I was just having having a little rough time. I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, but he he just positive and and always being positive about everything and i'm just sitting and watching this dude it's like i wish i could be that guy i wish i could have that attitude about everything that you can always try to find a silver lining in every situation mm-hmm. and it's just jason sudeikis is the guy that plays ted lasso oh, and he's just I like him to a t yeah All it's right. just so good i'll never get to see it but I what well, sure. should it ever wind up on another platform or, or yeah. if if you have an opportunity there i'll just say that uh check it out it's don't be fooled this is a, another thing too he's a sports coach that uh is an american sports coach or something like that yeah, yeah. who gets brought overseas to coach soccer a sport he knows nothing about and the idea of it was is that the current owner of the team hired him in hopes of him destroying it because he knows nothing about it because Mm -hmm. it's her ex-husband's team and she wanted to watch it crash and burn in the best possible way but again ted is such a lovable guy who doesn't give up Mm -hmm. that he finds a way to better it in in a way and you're just like holy crap you know and then it's so hard when you're trying to see her destroy everything but yet He's so good. Mm-hmm. You're conflicted about her too because then she's starting to realize it. And you're just like, Argh. yeah. You know, it's it's a really good show. It was also it was uh, created not only by Jason Sudeikis but uh, Bill Lawrence, the guy that did Scrubs and okay. Spin City and all that. So it's got yeah, a good pedigree right. behind it. Yeah. Uh, and then also, since I had that at my disposal, I was like, what else is on this platform that I might want to check out? 
Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. I've not even heard of that. This was the show uh, created by uh, Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia about the big MMO video game. Oh. You remember? I know we talked about this when Maybe it was announced. Vaguely, yeah, a little bit, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of an odd thing that this show is produced by Ubisoft, or they have their name attached to it, because okay. they do deep dives into the gaming industry. And I mean, just poke and prod and tear shit apart in the, the best possible way. Like, there are references, if you're not as deep as us, uh-huh. it might... Go over your head, but I'm sitting there watching it going, holy crap, that's good. That's solid. That's a bird. Hey, bro. Hey, Todd. Give me your login. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was a solid show. Come on. And, and Help your sis. They talk about crunch. They talk about, you know, developers and, and people mm-hmm. getting the shit into the stick while other people take the credit, mm-hmm. you know, while they get, it's like, well, I did this. It's like, yeah, but me. A lot of things like that, the streaming, uh, mm-hmm. you know, streamers in particular, they had like one kid who, <laughs> it's the stupidest name, but I think, again, that's kind of the point. His name was Pootie Shoe. Oh, dear. Yeah, but he's like a 13-year-old boy, uh-huh. and they even comment, it's like, why is this kid so, po-? it's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's a kid. And they even talked to other streamers trying to get, you know, I guess them to promote their game, and... Someone made that comment. It's like, how are kids in this position to negotiate? They're children. And it raises a well, lot of questions. they have good like, oh managers God. who are actually doing it for them. But, yeah. uh, but it was a, it's a very interesting show. Like, I wasn't hmm. sure if it was going to be any good or not. But even not just Rob McElhaney being in the show, hmm. uh, but Charlie Day, I found out, was actually one of the writers. He wasn't in it, but he's, he helped write the show. Okay. And then you've got other cast members who you may know. Uh, the guy that played uh, Rickety Cricket from It's Always Sunny, the, the meth head. Oh, yeah. That was oh, the wow. priest. So it's just like a reunion, basically. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'd think so. But, I mean, those those are really the only three that I, I saw that kind of rolled over. Uh, mm-hmm. But you got F. Murray Abraham. I don't know if you know the name, but he was Salieri in Amadeus. Okay. He's, I mean, you talk about an Oscar winner got some pedigree right there he actually plays the writer of the video game okay and then i found out this was a, an interesting uh trivia bit that i found out there are two game testers that they kind of focus on and the main one they they seem to focus on she is actually aloy from horizon zero dawn oh fun i heard her voice and i was like i know her but I couldn't, I, I would have never pieced that together without looking uh-huh. it up. But I was like, I know that voice. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. Oh, fun. Yeah, so, yeah. two shows right there if you got Apple TV Plus, if you want to check them out. I, mm-hmm. I, I'd kind of recommend them. They even did, for Mythic Quest, their very last episode. I don't know if they meant to do 10 because episode 9 feels like, like that, that was, was meant to be the season finale. But episode 10 was actually a quarantine episode. Ah. So... I thought that was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. just to kind of shoehorn yeah. it in a little bit, bring you up to uh, bring you up to date. Yeah, but it was still it was still interesting what they did with it. Yeah, but yeah. I recommend it. That's that's all I got. I just want to talk about these things that yeah. I enjoyed over the the break. There you go. See, see, just mm-hmm. like you guys, 
Yeah. Sitting around waiting for stuff to do. It's not all glamorous as a podcaster. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Oh, well. So then that sounds like that's probably our show. Let us know what you guys have been doing over the break and what you've been playing. Because, you know, you can always hit us up sometime over at Super Mega Crash on Twitter. You can also... uh, get the frog out of my throat you can also send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com you can find us on instagram go follow us over there you can view the weekly icon art that steven puts all of his time and love into and don't forget you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform whatever that may be and you can also go over to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show you can tell your friends to find the pencil and paper podcast network or search super mega crash brothers turbo on your apple podcast podbean spot Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. So like everywhere. 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 Thank you for listening. Happy 2021, guys. I'm Lacey Finley. And I am Stephen White. And we, you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then. Game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.